So, Dan, we, we're talking to you because uh, basically you've got a new album coming out. I was going to jump straight into uh, one of the tracks is called Shake the Cage, which is based on uh, your, your philosophy of seven-year cycles. And I wondered where you are in your latest seven-year cycle at the minute. Well, um, I think, I mean, obviously there's not an exact science. This, no, no, um, sure. It's a seven-year thing, but I think... It, it kind of feels to me like I'm at the beginning of a new cycle um, for, for many reasons. I mean, I've just had a, you know, my, my second child just been born. Um, and, you know, obviously I've taken a slightly new, um, I suppose, uh, path in my career, you know, by producing the album myself and, you know, taking the risk doing that mm -hmm. and trying to get a different sound across and, and that sort of thing. So it kind of feels to me like I'm at the beginning of a new cycle at, at this point. You mentioned there that you produced... Uh, this this album Perfection Kills, and it's the first time that you've you've kind of done that. Was it a hard task? Have you found it quite a hard thing to do, or was it quite a natural progression for you? You know, I think um, a bit of both actually, because it was quite natural because I had a very particular sound that I wanted to get across in the album that I've wanted I've wanted for many albums now, mm -hmm. which was obviously a far rawer and almost live type of sound on the album. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it is quite easy. So I kind of knew how to get that on the album. But it's the difficult part was separating, you know, Dan, the producer, from Dan, the the, the guitarist and, and singer. Yeah. Because I think when you're approaching an album from the artist, it's, it's a little bit more in a way, um, you know, you, you, how do I explain this? It's you know, you, 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 it's almost more selfish in a way as the artist because you, you know, you want to get, you know, the, the best solo across and, sure. and you know, the best the, across. As as a producer, you got to look at it in a very very different way where you got to kind of look at it almost from like a third party kind of. Sure, in a you're way, looking you at know, the whole how, picture how, as opposed to the just the guitar solo, aren't you? As a producer, you're thinking, well, actually, that's not going to work for this song. It needs to be more like this or that or, or whatever. You're thinking of the song as a producer, aren't you? As opposed to a guitar sling, I think, and yes, I just want to go, Wah! It's very tempting to do, you know, as the guitar yeah. player, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously I, I worked with a producer called Theo Krauss here in South Africa on yeah. the last two albums. And, you know, he he's a fantastic producer and I learned so much from him, you know, on production, on arranging songs, on writing songs, and on, you know, everything that I kind of felt confident that I learned so much from him that I could kind of apply that mm -hmm. with my own ideas kind of mixed in for this album. So that's kind of um, why I decided, why, why I suppose I had the courage to do it myself because I just, I thought I'd learned so much from Thea. Yeah, sure. And, and I mean, was there moments when you had to have somebody else go, look, Dan, that's enough. It sounds great. Leave it. Well, you know, I thought that was going to be the problem, right? Because I think as an artist, you know, like where do you draw the line yeah. with when the album is done? You know, I yeah. mean, that's that's always the problem, I think. And that's generally why I think bands and, and musicians need a producer is to draw that line at some point and say, the album is now done and go get it mixed and mastered and get it out there. Yeah. With this album, I went in with, you know, obviously a very clear thing is that I didn't want to overproduce the album and I didn't want to polish out the magic. So it was almost the other way around. I mean, the other kind of guys in the production team I was working on, like, you know, the, the recording engineer and, you know, the mixing engineer, mm. I think they wanted to take it far, 
you know, they, they, they wanted to polish things far more than I did. So I had to kind of pull them back and say, no, leave, leave that alone, you know, leave that part alone. And if there's a, a little mistake there or a flat note there or yeah. anything, that's just part of it. That's, that's the way it is, you know what I mean, type of thing. So I, I, it, it was kind of a strange thing to do. But I think it was just because I had that crystallized image of what I wanted the album to sound like, and I decided beforehand that it had to be like a. Right. I actually found it quite easy to do. Okay, and I mean that that whole thing of, you know, leave it, it it'll be fine, sort of thing, ties in with with the title, which is Perfection Kills, um, and you were going for that live sound thing. But I have to say, having listened to the album, I haven't heard any bum notes or. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> on hi hats or anything in there that's spilling over or anything like that. It's it's a very well produced album, I have to say. You've done very well for your first production job. Well, thank you very much. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's not necessarily just about like you no know, wrong notes or or, or 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 like obvious mistakes like that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 sometimes like you know, the song might slow down a few BPM and or speed up. You know, in a traditional sense, maybe in the studio you might fix problems like that, mm. or, mm. or you know, you know, polish the the tones of the guitar and the drums, right? You know, to sound more kind of studio-ish. Yeah. Where the room I picked, um, or the studio I picked to record this, didn't sound like a studio at all in there. It wasn't that that dead sterile type of room. It it kind of just sounded like someone's living room. You know. Yeah. It had wooden floors and it it had a room sounded, and that's. That was a big part of what I wanted. So, you know, in, in that sense, I think it's it's quite um, unpolished. Right. It's just that that's kind of like you know, what I, what I'm trying to get at. Right, and and that comes across uh, the, the the live sound and stuff. I thought particularly uh, on Judge a Man, the guitar tones on that's a lovely, lovely sound with of the amp in the room just giving it some. Exactly. I mean, that I mean that that that's a perfect example of the room, right? I mean. Yeah. You can hear the room on the guitar sound on that. And, you know, we just kind of put a microphone quite far away from the amp. So it wasn't very close mic. Yeah. And you got that room sound. And for me, the reason I've always loved that is because all my favorite albums by other artists have all had that that kind of sound on the album, that that real raw live kind of sound. And, you know, we, you know, I'd say the majority of the album was recorded live, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain things we overdubbed at the end, like vocal parts and, and you know, vocal harmonies and, and that type of stuff. But I'd say the majority of the album was recorded live so we could try and capture that live feel. And I can have people, you know, people can stop saying to me at shows, we love the album, but it sounds way better live. So that's kind of another reason why I, I, I went with more of a live sound on the album. Sure. So it translates great across to the live sound sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Let, let's just talk a little bit. Um, I know one of your favorite tracks, and actually it was one of mine before I realized it was one of your favorites, but a, a track called Mayday. Um, and I just wanted yes. you to sort of go through how did that song come about? What was the writing process and how did you go about recording it and stuff? Okay, so um, just with the writing uh, process with the song, you know, I tend to start any song or any writing of a song with with a general feel or you know, a feel that I want to get uh, that I want to get across, right? Mm-hmm. So that's normally inspired by other artists. So this particular song, I'm a big fan of Stephen Wilson. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Of, you know, I mean, even though he's like quite far out of what I do, but I'm a, a really big fan of what he does. And you know, I've, I've been listening to him for years now. And you know, even though it might not sound like a Stephen Wilson track, um, it, that was the initial inspiration for the song. Is I wanted to get 
a certain feel across that I heard on a particular, I can't even remember what song it was, but a particular Stephen Wilson song where I was like, that is just such a great feel that's coming across. Mm. So that was my starting point was just to, to capture a, a particular feel. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I came up with like that chord progression and, and, and the, the, the melodies and all of that, all kind of instrumentally on the guitar and put them all together like on a little loop station with all the parts playing at once. And, you know, if, if all those parts just on the guitar work at, for me, it's kind of worth taking the song further, and you know, lyrically, it's it's you know, it's just about you know, modern day life, I suppose, getting in the way of what's really important and what we, as modern people, forget about, like you know, love, loving each other, and just you know, getting on with life as how we're supposed to as human beings. And you know, obviously, the modern day rat races has has kind of eaten away at that, and you know, kind of causes most of the troubles we have in life, especially in relationships. So, you know, it's kind of like a subject that, you know, it's more like a social commentary subject, but it's something I feel quite strongly about. And, you know, when I heard the music for the song, I thought that would be a great, it almost suggested the the, the subject matter to me just hearing the music. So that's that's kind of why I went to that route. Right. Great. And, and another track, you I mean, we mentioned it earlier, uh, a track called My Dear Boy, which is about your new son, Jack. Uh, yes, I wondered how because you've you've been touring pretty relentlessly recently, um, and of course you've got this album coming out. And you're going to have to be touring again, relentlessly, and we'll be talking to that about that shortly. But I wondered how that affected you as a, as a family man, obviously now as well, twice over sort of thing. Do you find it hard sometimes when you're on tour and it's, you know, it is. It, I, I must tell you, I mean, a lot of the stuff that. You know, a lot of the subject matter I write about is is exactly that is that almost impossible balance between you know your career on the road mm. and and family life. You know, and obviously you've got to try and balance it in in some way, shape, or form, but it does sometimes seem to be impossible to balance. Um, so it is a very very hard thing, and um, you know, obviously the older your kids get, the wiser they get, and and they start realizing you're gone. I mean, newborn babies, I don't think. Uh, even know you gone if you've gone for, uh, gone on tour, but um, I've noticed the older my daughter's getting, you know, she knows I'm I'm gone now, which gets yeah. harder and harder to do. But in the same sense, you know, like it, this is what I do, and if this doesn't work out for me, I'm pretty screwed because I've got no other qualifications. <laughs> so um, I, I kind of have to make it work. But also, it's it's a passion of mine. So it's I think it would be very very different if if I was you know away from home on a job. And I was, you know, an accountant or something and or, or doing a job that I wasn't passionate about. I think that would hurt a lot more. So it's kind of, I suppose, solace in a way that it's, it's something I love it. I absolutely love what I do. And it's, you know, we, we, we try and make, we try and balance it out. And luckily, I've got a very, very supportive wife that you know, kind of allows me to go out on the road and, sure. and, and, you know, promote albums and all that sort of thing. But we try and always kind of keep touring down to four weeks away from home maximum and then two weeks back without any with, without any shows. Right. So never more than four weeks um, um, away. Right. So that's what we try and stick to. Okay, great. And so, uh, as we say, the album uh, Perfection Kills comes out on Friday, February the 2nd, and then you're straight out on tour. Um, the date of interest for us up here in the northeast is Friday the 16th of March. You're at the Clooney in Newcastle. Um, yes, as part of your UK tour, 
Very much looking forward to a, a nice UK tour, headlining tour of your own. Definitely look forward to doing the headline tour again because I think the main reason is obviously we get to play a lot longer and mm-hmm. you, you get to kind of let, let your hair down a little bit more you know, than when you're a support act. You've obviously you're limited by time. Um, but the, the most exciting thing for me is just having fresh songs to play and a fresh show to play because you know we released Introvertigo, the last album, you know, it's almost two years ago. Yeah. Um, and we've been touring that album quite relentlessly over the last two years. And as much as I've loved playing the songs of that album, uh, I definitely look forward to fresh songs and fresh life in you know within the band just because of the new song. So that's the main thing I really look forward to. Did, did you play any of the, the songs from the new album uh, with the Joanne Shaw Taylor uh, tour just to see how they went? Or Yeah, so um, we... We, we, we kind of debuted the, the first kind of single off the album, which is a song called Dog Day. Um, so we played that live just kind of in the set just to kind of, you know, promote obviously uh, the, the March tour yeah. and uh, and the new album. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was quite scary the first couple of times we played it because it was the first time we were ever playing it. So it, it, it felt quite awkward the first couple of times. But, you know, like any song, the, the more you play it, the more it starts to feel like, you know, like home. So we did play one one tune off the album. Right, okay. And is there any way you're going this time on this tour that you haven't been before that you're, you're looking forward to playing? Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't have the dates in front of me. I, I've never done a my own show in, in Newcastle before. I've always... Um, I played. Uh, I played in, in 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 your guys' area twice before, and that was once with support for King King, and yeah. then obviously support uh, with Joanne. Yeah. So so I really look forward to doing my own show. Then I've heard I've heard a lot about the Clooney yeah. um, a, a, as a venue. So I look forward to um, to, to playing it. So that's the only place, the only venue I've never never played before. So right. I, I am looking forward to that. Which and I. I don't know where it is on the tour, if it's first or on the other end, but wherever it is, I really look forward because I've just heard so so many great things about it. It's it's second day in. You're in Manchester the night before. Uh, second then. day in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a Friday night, and Friday night in Newcastle is always a good night. So, you know, it's uh, it's well Excellent. known as a party town, isn't it? So There we go. I look forward to that. <laughs> And it's, it is a great venue, actually. It's it, it's it's a really nice venue, and a, and a good sound and a good sound guy there called Dave. So there you go. <laughs> a little Dave, bit of info. Well, Dave, Dave Shaletta <laughs> will probably be looking after you, so you'll make sure you sound as, at your very best, sir. Oh, fantastic! Um, so um, just to finish off, so you've got this tour starting uh, on Thursday the fifteenth. You're in Manchester. Uh, at the Deaf Institute, then Newcastle, the Clooney on the Friday the 16th, as we say. Then we are going to Leek on Saturday the 17th, Bristol on the 18th, Sheffield on the 20th, and you finish in London on the 21st, and then you're off into Europe, aren't you, I think, after that for a load of yes, dates. Yes, I think we're heading to Germany and Netherlands and, and, and I think even parts of the Middle East um, on this tour, which is quite strange. But yeah, so <laughs> have, have you ever been there before then? <laughs> have you ever been to the Middle East before? I'm, you know, I've played, I've played in Dubai before. Right. Uh, but I I think on this tour there's like a date in Bahrain and Abu Dhabi and a, right. I mean it's all in the the, the the Emirates kind of areas but I mean it's I've never imagined there was much of a blues and blues rock scene in those parts of the world it's it's very hard to believe but we, you know as I say if they book us there we'll we'll give it a go you know, and see and see what happens yeah there'll be some oil magnets with some very rare 1952 telecasters and 61 <laughs> strats i'll bet you in case and you'd be like 
probably got a very, very good point there. You know what I mean? <laughs> a very good point. There's probably a lot of that stuff lying around there. Probably. Just quickly, just to finish up, I noticed that you'd done a guitar workshop uh, in London recently. And I just wondered if you how that went and, and whether it's something that you, you look forward to doing and whether you'll be doing them again. Yes, definitely. It's, I mean, it's, it's really... I've been doing them in South Africa. Like it's it's an annual kind of thing I do. In fact, I've I've just got back um, last night from doing the annual one in South Africa, and right. it's just a real highlight for me because it's it's you know everyone thinks I'm doing this the service to the community that I'm giving back to the guitar community and mm. teaching. For me, it's it's quite a selfish reason. I get to kind of hang out with thirty other people with the exact same thing in common as me, which is the love for guitar and mm. everything goes that, that goes with guitar. And, you know, if I, if my wife's got to hear about, you know, this overdrive pedal I'm looking at buying, she's going to lose it, you know what I mean? But now I get an opportunity to speak to 30 other people about this who actually care uh-huh. about what, I, what, you know, what, what, I, what pedal are you buying next or, yeah. or whatever. So for me, it's great. So we, tried, we, we did it in London a couple of weeks ago and um, we did it actually at a school and it was obviously closed off to just the kids that were, that were going to that school yeah. and it was a great success. It really, really was. So the plan is to bring it to the UK, but on a on a kind of more of a public platform, and we just need to find like the right venue to do it in, and so it's open to the public, and yeah. it's just a fantastic weekend for people that love guitar, and you literally, you know, eat, sleep, guitar for the for for, for three days right. solid. That's all you right. think about, and you know that's for me. I couldn't think of a better way to spend a weekend. Fantastic, great stuff. All right, Dan. Look, thanks very much for your time. Uh, really enjoyed chatting to you again. We'll hopefully see you uh, at the Clooney. It's a Friday, so I might be gigging myself, unfortunately. But if not, I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. Um, your album comes out on February the 2nd, and uh, everybody should go out and buy it. It's a really good album. I've been listening to it in the car the last few days, driving around. And it's, it's a great-sounding record, some fantastically filthy sounds on it. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to seeing you back in the UK. Take care. And thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it, man. And uh, great to chat to you again. Thanks very much, Dan. Take care. Bye.